Hey, welcome to The Bartender's Perspective. I'm so happy to have you here. Work is done for the day. Pull up a chair, have a seat, I'll pour you a drink. Let's get started. Welcome to tonight's podcast, you know, where I'm going to cover part two of my podcast series, The Road We All Take. Last week, we talked about the line on the right side of the road, classified as time. And tonight, I want to cover the line on the right side of the proverbial road known as destiny. I'm going to present you a story of a person that I knew that discovered their destiny, you know, towards the end, talking about some scripture uh, pertaining to the subject matter, you know, some philosophers' uh, points of view, as well as what some science had to say about destiny within determinism. A lesson uh, roped into science fiction, a famous fast food icon, and some final thoughts about this topic to wrap up. <clears throat> so destiny, often considered a predetermined course of events, it's always fascinated me with the perspective of destiny and its assignment to each and every one of us. Some argue that our actions are preordained, while others believe in the power of free will, and we are going to cover free will next week. But tonight, let's explore the perspective that destiny cannot be changed. The Bible, it's got quite a bit to say about this topic. There are many different religions that have so much to say about this topic, but for for right now, I'm speaking from the the Christian Judaic perspective. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, it states, in him, we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in the conformity with the purpose of his will. Romans chapter 8, 29 uh, through 30. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And though those he's predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. You know, this passage suggests a divine plan, you know, and purpose for individuals. Super cool stuff. I really like this one. <clears throat> this one's, you know, a little personal to me. My family gave me a metal plaque with this scripture. I mean, it was at Christmas time, and I remember... I had to excuse myself and actually go shed some tears over how happy that gift made me as I was struggling at that time. And the gift I discovered, you know, it gave me comfort from my fears about the future. So I want you to consider Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, a pretty popular scripture there in the Christian world. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are for your good, you know, and not for your destruction, and plans to give you a future and a hope. So scripture tells us that God made a destiny for all of us that was perfect. He gave each and every one of us a gift, if you will, of a plan for our lives that would work out greatly to our benefit. So many people worry about the future, and it is understandable to fear the unknown. But in some ways, wouldn't that give you a sense of peace to know he set it up? Not for us to fail, but for us to succeed and be happier than we ever dreamed of. 
small side note, you know, my best friend who she's a great inspiration for many of the things I do, you know, and she's changed my, she and her husband have changed my life in so many ways. You know, she, she told me something a while ago um, and hopefully I am remembering and wording it right. So if you're listening, um, she knew, you know, everything that she did in her life, she just knew that she was destined to be a mother. Um, and as I understand it, you know, she's due to have her second and she's already been a great mother to her first. And I think she'll be destined to be just as good of a mother to the second one. So shout out to you, love. Some philosophers and scientists have grappled with these questions. From the deterministic views, the perspective rages on. The Greek philosopher Parmenides, I always struggle with these, these Greek words and names, he argued that change and multiplicity were illusions, and that the true nature of reality was unchanging and singular. According to Parmenides, the idea of changing destiny contradicted the concept of a stable and eternal reality. His philosophical views have been influential in shaping discussions about determinism and the nature of existence. The Persian philosopher Avicenna, in his philosophical work, you know, particularly in the Book of Healing, you know, this was cool stuff, Avicenna discussed the concept of necessity and determinism. You know, he argued that the universe, it operates based on a necessary connection of events, you know, implying a predetermined destiny. According to Avicenna, every event is causally linked to prior events, forming a chain of causation that unfolds according to a divine order. In this deterministic worldview, human actions and outcomes are seen as a preordained governed by a cosmic plan beyond individual control. Avicenna's perspective was rooted in his integration of Islamic theology with uh, Aristotle. I have such a hard time with this. Aristotelian philosophy. <laughs> Aristotle, if you will. Offering a unique non-Greek and non-Calvinistic perspective on the idea of an unalterable destiny. Got to take just a moment for the dry stuff, y'all. You know, my best friend picked on me about it. One perspective suggests that the universe operates under a set of laws and constants, creating a deterministic framework. In this view, events unfold according to these rules, and our choices are merely the natural progression of those laws. Isaac Newton is a notable example. His laws of motion and universal gravitation establish a deterministic framework for understanding the physical world. And his work laid the foundation for classic, uh, classical physics. Despite subsequent develop, developments in physics, Newton's law you know, it continues to be highly accurate within certain contexts, reflecting a perspective of a deterministic universe governed by fixed laws and constants. Another notable figure is Johannes Kepler, a 17th century astronomer, he formulated laws of planetary motion, proposing that planets move in elliptical orbits with the sun at one focus. And he emphasized the precision of these motions. Kepler contributed significantly to our understanding of the deterministic nature of the universe. 
There's a few more dry facts, and we'll move on, y'all. But this is important. You know, I just really wanted to hit home with this one. Think of it as a grand cosmic algorithm, an intricate sequence of cause and effect that predetermines the outcome. If this is the case, attempting to change destiny would be like trying to alter the result of a mathematical equation after variables are set. Yeah, but a figure, uh, he perceived the world as literally a grand cosmic algorithm. What the preordained destiny is the French philosopher and mathematical uh, mathematician Blaise Pascal. His thoughts on determinism and the concept of a predetermined destiny are reflected in his works, such as Penzi's and his famous Wager argument, which I'm going to cover uh, that argument next week. Pascal, you know, a mathematician, physicist, philosopher, he made significant contributions to various fields. You know, and regarding determinism, Pascal grappled with the idea of human will, uh, free will versus predestination. And he acknowledged the limits of reason and understanding these concepts, emphasizing the importance of faith. So let's talk about the paradox that lies in the careful ebb and flow between choice and inevitability. Our decisions, influenced by an array of factors, might feel like we're shaping our destiny. Yet despite preordained destiny, is that destiny something that we can shape? So what does science fiction have to say about a destiny already laid out for us? I love this story. I love this movie. I remember I was a child when I saw it. I remember all the crazy people and all the cool costumes that I didn't understand at first until my father explained it to me. But anyways, the Star Wars movies. Based on books, while the story was a work of fiction, the principle remains the same. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. If only I could play the music while talking about this, but that would be a copyright infringement, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) You have the story of Anakin Skywalker being found on a desert moon where he would eventually be discovered and eventually begin training as a Jedi. Unfortunately, he ended up, you know, uh, turning to the dark side. We all know the story at this point. What I want to put a focus on is Luke Skywalker. He was born and set off hidden from his father, Anakin Skywalker, or Darth Vader, for most of his young life. Luke had the simple life of a farm boy, but it's portrayed in the movie that he was not happy with the life he had. And then one day, his entire world, as he knew it, was destroyed. And he was left in the hands of the wise Obi-Wan Kenobi. You have to help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. (laughs) Anyways... Um, he would go on in the other movies to train as a Jedi where there were ups and downs. I mean, it would be in the Empire Strikes Back. The Darth Vader tried to make it clear to Luke, or attempt to persuade him that his destiny was to turn to the dark side, kill the Emperor, and rule the galaxy as father and son. It was in this moment, you know, Luke didn't realize it then, but would later discover his true destiny. And that was to end the empire, the emperor, you know, and save his father in the process, becoming one of the greatest Jedis ever to live. It was in this story that 
Luke Skywalker, lost in this conflict, would eventually find and live the destiny that was laid out for him. You know, the many lessons we can take from a work of science fiction, you know, the takeaway from this, you know, Luke knew he had a destiny, destiny, and ultimately he would embrace that destiny. This one's really good. You know, I took some time to do some research and I pass by this place every day and that's what gave me this idea. <clears throat> Colonel Sanders, born in 1890, you know, he had a varied career before founding Kentucky Fried Chicken. His journey included stints as a farmhand, streetcar conductor, and an army mule tender during his early years. This was a this was a really cool story. In 1930, Sanders opened a small roadside service station in Corbin, Kentucky, where he served meals to travelers. His culinary skills, you know, they gained attention, leading him to operate a larger restaurant in the same location. Sanders' signature blend of 11 herbs and spices became popular, and the pressure cooking method he developed ensured the chicken was consistently flavorful and tender. But facing challenges of the Great Depression, Sanders franchised his recipe to other restaurant owners, in which was laying the foundation for KFC. The first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise opened in Salt Lake City in 1952. And so on and so on. You know, KFC grew rapidly. You know, Sanders driving across the United States. You know, he promoted his brand. So Colonel Sanders' life it was characterized by persistence, innovation, and a commitment to quality. His legacy as the face of KFC continues, and the franchise he founded has become, as we all know, a global fast food phenomenon. I mean, I, I was in the Czech Republic back in 2018, and I was walking through this five-story shopping mall, and just I guess it just blew my mind that there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken in the capital of Prague in the Czech Republic. It's like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but Colonel Sanders, he worked in many jobs, finding his way in this world. Until eventually, it could be suggested, he would be led to his destiny. That is what we know today as the great KFC. When everybody's done, go get a bucket, dig in everybody. Macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, and legs for me. <laughs> Uh, but keeping it a little closer to home, I had a regular a few years back, Double Jack and Coke. I, I, I did ask him about this, and you know, he asked me not to share his name. But he was a fairly young business professional who had worked in the corporate world and done very well for himself. He was a supervisor for you know for training staff operations. He enjoyed teaching the new staff, but in some cases, the new staff seemed indifferent or not teachable at times, and in many cases, a revolving door. He came in one day discouraged. He was a supervisor because he was trying to make a difference. You know, he wanted to shape, you know, adult minds. I asked him a question one day. I asked him, you know, is this where you think you can make the most difference, and do you think you'll be happy in the long term? He took that one home and he molded it over. He would later discover his destiny, I mean, his words, and passion for teaching on the high school level as a teacher. I see him every so often, 
And when I do, he couldn't be more happy. His destiny in this case was to still be a teacher, but on the level of shaping the future generations before they begin their journey into the adult world. Yeah, it was a super cool story. I still remember that guy. Something my father said to me not too long ago, it was part of my inspiration for this podcast episode. We had a two and a half hour car ride, you know, so to pass the time, I posed to him this question. He mentioned to me that destiny was something that we cannot alter, and it is played out for each of us. You can choose to ignore it, and that is your right. But when you deviate from what is meant to be, your life can potentially turn chaotic, unhappiness and misery follow, and for many, peace is lost. While that may not be the case for everyone, for this particular example, like I touched on at the beginning of this episode, in following your destiny that was given to you, there's a peace that can be found, and a passion and fire for life, as your destiny brings meaning and eternal joy to what you do in your life. So I understand while destiny persists, it leaves us with more questions than answers. Whether it's a cosmic design or the results of complex interactions, you know, the idea that destiny cannot be changed, it, it does challenge us you know, to find the meaning in our journey. It's led us to contemplate the, you know, the intricate complexities of fate that, you know, that weaves through our lives. You know, this question, this unalterable destiny, raises questions about the nature of our existence. While it may seem that certain paths are preordained, the pursuit of understanding remains a constant force in the human experience. And whether you believe, don't believe, or are skeptical in an unchangeable destiny, I ask you, please, at least think about the ideas I've laid it out. But in the end, it's your choice what you take away from this. But now that we've covered the perspective of an unstoppable destiny, it becomes imperative to shift our focus towards the concept of the third line up the middle of the road, that is free will. In the final upcoming episode of my podcast series, The Road We All Take. The exploration of free will, it allows us to examine the agency we possess in shaping a destiny that is preordained. By delving into the realms of choice and autonomy, we open the door to a myriad of possibilities. But that's a discussion for next week. So if you like my podcast, please feel free to tell at least three people about my podcast if you think they'll get something out of it. This will help me continue to get my message out there to more people. If you want to support the show, help me continue to grow. Please feel free to go to my website and leave me a tip in the digital tip jar. But unless you want another drink, as always, thank you so much for stopping in. Here's your check. My regular podcast hours are as always every Sunday night at 7 p.m. So you can come back and see me then. Have a great night.